I saw wasn't human. Oh, my God! He was very tall. And what's more, it saw me, this thing. podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome back to another instalment of Rawhead Rex and PCs. This is the subseries of the podcast under the stairs where we take beloved classic Rawhead Rex from 1986. We uh, we dissect it into five minute reviewable segments. I then give those segments to podcasters around the globe and they will join me to discuss it. But with all things podcast under the stairs, I, uh, I, I throw a little bit of trickery in there. And the trickery is that the release order of these episodes will not be linear. So this might actually be the first episode you're listening to. It might be the last one. It could be somewhere in between, which will be wholly confusing if it's one of the starting episodes because we are covering on this one um, minutes 80 through 85 so that's 1 hour 20 to 1 hour 25 for the uninitiated out there joining me on this episode is a longtime friend of the pod um, a dirty collaborator with podcasts under the stairs if you will is my good buddy Ricky Morgan how you doing? Matt let's just hope that this is the first episode that drops for everybody can I, hope that, I can I hope your second episode is the first one that drops for everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. Just be like, you imagine me like, oh, I wonder. I've never heard anyone go in depth on Rawhead Rex, and then it's just nothing. I just, I just love that you open with the beloved Rawhead well, Rex. I mean, because you my know, tongue sure. was in my cheek there, <laughs> <laughs> firmly planted. Like you and Baz are the only two hosts. I didn't get one on the previous run for pieces, but. Uh, the only two hosts this season around that have got um, back-to-back time slots. So you landed mm. minutes 80 through 85 and then 85 to the end of the movie. Um, so you got, like, right right at the very end here. He landed somewhere right at the start. It was weird how that worked out. Uh, but we were kind of joking off here. Ain't a whole lot to talk about in either one of these episodes. <laughs> so if, if the other one dropped first... Um, I imagine it was a, a, a bit shorter than this, and I, I imagine we probably reuse a lot of our jokes that we're going to use here. So, uh, 
Let's hope they're. Let's hope those episodes are are spread it far apart. I do like asking you these sorts of questions, though, Ricky, because I know that you have been a a genre fan for many a moon now. But um, did you catch Rawhead Rex in or around when it came out, or was this one of those discoveries that came much later on in like the nineties when Clyde Barker's uh, prowess? so to speak, was maybe at a higher stand than what, what, when did you when did you come across Rawhead Rex? I saw this after Hellraiser. Ah. Uh, so, uh, a little later, but not into the 90s. I, I saw this, I want to say uh, maybe 89, somewhere around right. in there. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I had no idea it was even the same person. It's just, <laughs> hey, you know, you see, the, you see the VHS box and you're like, yeah, let's do this, right? Yeah. And then you put it together and like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's the thing, isn't it? Because like, Clyde Barker like, infamously said, and I've said this in a few recordings already, that had this movie not been as bad as it was, he would not have been in a position to never let... In his words, although this would change, he was never going to let another director take a stab at one of his you know, works. And as a result of that, a year later we get Hellraiser. So in a world where right. Rawhead Rex is a better movie, Clyde Barker's Hellraiser doesn't exist. Right, which is nuts to think about because that movie in itself like churned out. He, he, you can chart that right back to a whole series of, and I'm not just mean Hellraiser movies, but a whole series of different styles of horror filmmaking that come out post Hellraiser. I don't right. think there's, well, you can say the same about Rawhead Rex. I don't think there's like a whole host of Rawhead Rex clones that come out after this movie. I will say when 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 Hellraiser came out, I remember walking out of the theater. Remember remember in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses when the guys take the little ride and they come out and they, the guy jumps down his knees and goes, "Doctor Satan!" <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of how I was with Hellraiser when I came out. I was like, "This movie is perfect. We don't need any sequels. It's great like it is. Let's just leave it like that." And what did that give us? Uh, well. <laughs> Clive Barker heard you at least. He was like that. You know, I don't need to make another one of these. Sadly, the right. studio was like that. We need all of these. <laughs> like, we, we need we need as many as we can. One time, Pinhead will be chunkier. Other times, he will be a woman. But, you know, that's for the future. Um, as, 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 as my, my, uh, my interest in Rawhead Rex mostly comes out of the fact that well, I remember the cover at the VHS store. I remember checking it out for the first time and almost within five minutes being like, I have no idea what I've just got myself into. And by the end of the movie, just going like that, well, what did I just watch? Like just, And it, it's kind of, I think a lot of people, I think it's found traction nowadays off yeah. the back of that. Is like that, if you've never seen it before, to sit down and watch this movie for the first time, you're just like, how did this get made? Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, whose cocaine. eye was off the it, ball? <laughs> like, it's, it's cocaine. That's what happened. I mean, you think about a lot of the movies that came out in the oh 80s God, that yeah. got greenlit, and you're mm. like, they had to just did a big line and go, yeah, let's do it. And there's, there's a point of, that's why the early 90s are so sobering for horror yes. movies, is things went to the furthest extreme of absurdity that they could, and then it contracted hard. And then that's why you're getting things like Misery and Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> like, right. there must be no joy in these movies. <laughs> right. Only despair. Um, well, in this movie, it's just like, no one can act. Uh, yeah. The creature doesn't look right. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack's bizarre. And, uh, yeah, a priest gets pissed on. So, I mean... Yep. 
Wait Take this movie and Demon Win and put them back to back, and you've got a great night. You have a you have a fucking great night, Ricky. That is that yeah. is a night that requires a couple of beers deep, big old bowl <laughs> of popcorn, and just a lot of yelling high fives and rewinding to that that's scene right. again so you can watch it again. Um, on this episode, we're discussing minutes eighty through eighty five, so we're really at the catalyst here. Um, it will start with the verger, Declan O'Brien, um, kind of standing silently looking at Rex because he's already kind of given them the, the update. However, it will finish with David Duke slamming a shovel across Rex, who is lying bathed in blue light, uh, down and out for the count on top of a, um, uh, of a grave. Um right. There isn't really a huge amount to talk about here, so might as well get into it. So, like I say, the verger is standing with Rex. David Duke runs into the graveyard, and the verger is like, "There, there he is, there." Um, and Duke foolishly, foolishly, it's almost as if he wasn't paying attention to the stained glass window, holds his statue above his head, and um, I kind of love this. Like Rex kind of looks at the verger, looks at the stone, smacks the verger to the ground. And then angrily snarls at Duke, who his comeback here is you gotta remember, his child has died within the last twenty-four hours here, right? <laughs> he's like, Okay, sweetheart, let's do it. Do your thing. Do your thing. He's two steps away from being Ash from the Evil Dead. Right. Like, okay, let's go. You know what I mean? Like groovy. Like it's, it's just it doesn't match up. So he tells him to come on. Uh, once again, I'm not saying that Predator ripped off this movie, but Predator totally ripped off this movie. Come on! Come on, do it! Do it now! You know what I mean? He's he literally, uh, like, he's minus mud, obviously, but Arnie, I think, stole this performance. Um, and Rawhead grills. Because <laughs> I love his grill on this. He's um, And Duke's reply is, Do it! Do it now! Um... <laughs> Because he's now Phil Schwarzenegger. Um, and uh, like I say, there isn't a lot that happens here. Rex walks towards David Duke. The Verger gets up. Duke starts panicking that the stone isn't working. Because he didn't obviously read the instructions. Um, and gets knocked <laughs> over and the statue falls to the ground. And then we get... what? See, even like you... Declan O'Brien, like, this is our, probably our last chance to really like shine a spotlight on the MVP of this movie. The right. Verger is a great character, right? Because yep. he's fucking bonkers, right? <laughs> and um, this is the great example of this. Kill the fucker now! And you're like, <laughs> like it's just like there's at some point he's not swearing. He's forcing everyone to sing Hallelujah, right? He touches the hot box to become yep. Rex's companion minion or whatever. Yep. And from that point, the word "fuck" just flows out of this guy's mouth as if he was Scottish. Um, it's just like he doesn't hold back and it's kind of amazing but even in this one like he hams it up I, I love this yeah. character I love this actor so much I don't know what else he did but he's absolutely amazing he's just it's so good. and you have to have it right I oh, mean if gotcha. you even refer back to like Dracula you gotta have Renfield right yep so something has to carry that, right? Something that's just off enough yeah. <laughs> that kind of carries you through it, and that's exactly what this guy is. And yeah. it's just, it steals the show. It really oh, does. 100%. Every time I watch it, I kind of love him more. Um, so, but he says, kill the fucker now, and Rex grabs him. 
uh, and lifts the verger up in some sort of weird bear hug, and the verger's like, "Take me, yes." <laughs> like, and then what, you forget this movie does have, notwithstanding the creature design, does have cool effects. Like we get like a good sure. old blood gusher right up the side of the the verger's neck as he's being bitten into, and um. This is all he wanted. He did say that before uh, in the previous scene right. where he's like that. Kill me, I hope. You know, he's like yeah. he's desperate to die. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's 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 ready to shirk off this mortal coil. Um, and uh, so he's dead. And as this is happening, this is when Elaine, Duke's wife, runs in, and the first thing she says is, "Oh my God," which is not what I would say. I'd be like, "What the fuck." Um, <laughs> But she's like, she's like, oh, uh, so she runs across to help David Duke, who doesn't want any help. He's like, yeah. gotta get out of here! Get to the chopper! Um, he, he may have may not have said chopper, right? Um, and uh, he pushes her away, even though she's trying to help him. And then she lets out like a slow motion Howard. It's like, Howard! <laughs> And uh, they start what can only be described as a Star Trek, the original series fight. Um, right. It's, it's fucking amazing. I'm loving it. All I was missing was like the, the, the pugil sticks. Um, the two of them are, are doing their mysterious dance of action. And Elaine looks down and sees the statue to which yep. she picks up. And all of a sudden we're in a discotheque. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like Donna Summers coming out on the floor, gonna sing, "Last Chance, Last Chance for Love," and she's holding up this statue, which starts pissing light everywhere. Yeah, out of it, absolutely right. everywhere. The special effects guy, the digital special effects guy, was like, "Now is my time to shine." <laughs> how, how many digital light effects do we need? All of them. All of everything we got. Oh man, this is so 80s. They do this effect in God knows how many 80s movies. The thing is, I think Poltergeist has a lot to blame for this. <laughs> like, oh, I've kind of pulled from a different source myself. Yeah, there's also a bit of, oh, what, what did you pull from? Was it Indiana Jones by any chance? Exactly. <laughs> I, thought, I thought somewhere somebody said that they took two clips to say, I want you to take the ending of Highlander. Oh God, that is so Highlander. <laughs> and Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and make these things happen. It'll be spectacular. <laughs> I, I mean, it's something. The spectacular is <laughs> maybe another word of it. It is, it is full on light show. And um, I, I'll, I've put here, effects are classic 80s. One oh, yeah. could say 80s AF. Um, <laughs> and it just fires light everywhere. And at first, Rex is having none of it. He's like kind of swatting swatting that away. And he continues walking forward. And then all of a sudden, like, a woman in a red cloak appears. (laughs) Kind of like what happened when all the planeteers joined their powers together and summoned Captain Planet. Um, Captain Planet! (laughs) (laughs) Captain Planet in a red cloak appears. Um, And she, she lets this apparition from the stone. And then... David Duke has to get his line out uh, just to explain to the audience who totally understand everything that's going on here. This is not needing this at all, but he's like that. A woman. It had to be a woman. A woman. A woman. Who would have thought a woman 
would have to defeat this giant marauding penis monster. Right. Um, yeah. It's exactly. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I've, I've put it here. This is a classic Duncan quote here. Rex is pretty much fucked at this point. Um, oh, yeah. So the lights, like, start lighting up all the gravestones in a kind of ritualistic circle around them. And then he's still trying to swat the lights away, but then they start wrapping around them. And um, the. I don't know if there is some sort of Clive Barker subtext here about the life force of a woman draining the life force of a man. Um, <laughs> I don't know. All I know is Rex ages horribly in this scene. Real um, quick, yeah. Like, real quick. Once again, I don't know if that's Clive Barker just inserting something into this story. But uh, Rex falls over. Elaine starts walking towards Rex, who's writhing in agony. And then David Duke picks up a shovel, runs along, and smacks him. Which, I'm just going to be honest, did nothing. Right. Except maybe help his ego a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, take this. <laughs> I mean, a shovel at any other point would have totally been pointless. But here, it matters, right? Because because the, he has to get... He has to be the one to do the final shot because he's the man. Yep. It's kind of like the, uh, the the king in Dragon Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> After they've killed the dragon, he walks out there with a sword and plants it in and goes, there, there, so, yes. all right. <laughs> yes. It is dead now. I have killed it. Applaud me later. Um, so, yeah, that's really the end of these five minutes. It's mostly digital effects. <laughs> it's mostly, I, I it's... love you said that there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch to talk about because... It's just explaining it is the problem. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I I enjoyed the segment because it was low on dialogue, which meant I didn't have to type much yeah. into my notes. But it is really uh kind of but right. So this is how we're finishing this movie. Like he's 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 murdered children. He's murdered like gypsies. He's murdered like ordinary townsfolk. He's been on the hill. He's got super like superhuman power and all the rest. And ultimately. Yep. A stone and some lightning effects are going to take this guy down. Yep, that's the eighties in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> that really is. You know, and you know why? I, it's one of the reasons I love it. It's one of yep. the reasons I love it. Like the, the they were like that. How do we finish the movie? And it's like we finish it like this. And I, I'm sure someone in the, the the writing room was like that. Do yeah. we do we have to do it that way? <laughs> And like just the the, the the studio exec on the other side doesn't even answer him. He's just smiling, like right. and just nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know it. You know it. that's how. This is how we finish a movie in the goddamn ease. Um So, but this isn't even the end. This is just no. like almost the end for Rex. Ricky, you will actually be on the episode in which we have the end of Rex, or do we? Or do um, we? I, I, do you have a, like a, I was going to say a favourite line there's next to no dialogue in this do you have a like, particular favourite shot from these five, uh, five minutes I, I just love the interaction when, when he walk, when he first walks up and goes here he comes there he is right there <laughs> It's like pumping up your wrestler to get in the ring and go whip this guy. It's like, I told you, here he comes right there. Listen here, brother, the 24 is pythons. It's so, it's like, to me, anything with a verger in it. Like, him, him, like, literally in the throes of ecstasy saying, take me, yes. You're like, pretty easy now. I think what I love the most, though, I like Rawhead's eyes. Yeah. Because they, they, not only do they light up, but they, like, 
they go around the pupil <laughs> when they light up. It's like, hey, they did this on the car in Knight Rider. Why can't we do this with his eyes? You know? Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but, and the fact of, you know, the animatronic head. Yeah. Yeah. Looks pretty good, but when it's when it's the the dummy head on the person, it looks terrible. Oh, always. Gets, yeah. These shots back and forth, it's like looks good, looks like shit, looks good, looks like. Shit. I mean, it's There's like, like no consistency either. Like there really, really <laughs> isn't. And like with some smart editing and smart camera placement, you could probably hide the fact that there is no head in this head. Um, <laughs> you know, well, we, we keep joking about whenever he starts running, he runs like a Teletubby. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's kind of amazing. It's always that cartoon run of there's at least four or five steps on the spot before he starts actually moving forward. Um, it is, it's, like, listen, it is what it is. It's hugely entertaining, and that's the big thing for me. Is it a great movie? No. Do I smile and laugh and point when I watch it? Yes, always, yeah. always. Um, Ricky, you're a busy guy. You've got podcasts and stuff out there. Where can people check out your stuff, man? Uh, Legion Podcast, cranking out uh, Doctor Movie. I'm doing basically five episodes a week because I'm stupid like that. Insane. Uh, Insane. You yeah, make well, me feel like I'm being lazy. Well, I did take a week off last week, so I'm, I'm a little behind. So, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, hey, it's your fault, right? Because I try to, I try to, I try to try to follow your lead and uh you know sometimes i go is that a good lead <laughs> <laughs> like the answer to that question is always no <laughs> like, like if you ever reach out to me i will tell you do not be like me uh be you know, be anyone else but me um because i yours is more difficult than i because i'm just i'm throwing on a microphone i'm driving down the road and spitting out 15 minutes of yeah this movie's pretty good you might want to check it out so <laughs> And you've also you you have Hail Ming the Hail Ming Power Hour Hail still Ming. churning along, buddy. Kind of been on a kind of been on a hiatus. Uh, Danny's had a lot of home issues. Yeah. He's like having to bust up the floor and get people coming in and replacing stuff. So, yeah, we kind of been stuck. And I am working on something. It's it's a it's a uh, I haven't announced it really yet, but Ooh. I've got something brewing that uh, I'm really really happy about. And uh, we'll see where that leads. So I'm not going to give too much away. Let's just uh, say it has something to do with the 80s. Oh, I, well, I love everything you just said there. So, <laughs> um, what I would say is just make sure with Danny and the ripping up the floorboards and all the rest, he makes sure that they, they didn't actually move the headstones. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like, just like, I was like, like cause I know what you Americans are like. You just build houses wherever you want. Like, But uh, I know Danny and he would be totally pleased if he found a penis monster down there. <laughs> 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 uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been checking out another one of these episodes. I genuinely don't know where this one will drop. So this very much might be the first episode or it might be the last one. What I do know is in October, every single day, we're dropping an episode of the podcast under the stairs and this is fallen as part of that and it won't be the last episode this month. So there will be more of me tomorrow. So until then, take care.